0: Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the -the on-the-ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. So welcome everybody to Serviced Accommodation Secrets, the podcast. And I'm very excited today to welcome Andrew Hansen to the podcast for an interview. He is one of the hospitable hosts, uh, part of the book project started by Jodie, Jodie Sterling of Sterling Stays. And she's an amazing lady, and she's brought together this collection of, well, real big hitters actually in the short term rental industry and um, really varied locations throughout the globe. And so it's wonderful to welcome you here today, Andrew.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm very happy to be here, Sally. It's great to be here with you and uh, amazing uh, collaboration here uh, with this with this book. So uh, very exciting times.
0: Isn't it? so exciting. It really is, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's, like, <laughs> it's like, wow. So it would be really great to know because I know you do lots of different things in property, hospitality, and you're based in New Hampshire in the state. So, um, would you like to share a little bit about what you do now and maybe how you came to be doing it?
1: Okay, yeah. Well, so uh, now we're, we're running uh, Pond Life Vacation Rentals here uh, in New Hampshire. Uh, I'm the co-founder. And uh, pretty much uh, Pond Life uh, came about at a time of adversity, of all things, uh, in our lives. Um, but, you know, we were um, living, living on the pond. And we were living the pond life, as I tell people. And that was kind of our own family uh, hashtag. And, uh, you know, unless you're on the water, living that lifestyle, it's a tr- tremendous experience. So uh, for me, I come from very humble be- beginnings. Um, so we wanted to pretty much share what we were doing, you know, with everybody, all walks of life. We wanted to provide people, uh, especially um, where we we started Pond Life, uh, right when the pandemic was really ramping up, uh, uh, all people access to water, life, outdoor, nature. I know in here in New Hampshire, we're, we're like the recreation hub. You know, you have all the southern states that all flock up to New Hampshire for all our four seasons, skiing, boating, everything that you could possibly do. We have it in New Hampshire, ATV riding, snowmobiling, all seasons. So, you know, we just we went with it and uh, we opened up on life vacation rentals. Um, We do mainly manage our own uh, real estate assets and holdings. Uh, and uh, it's been it's been doing extremely extremely well. So we're happy to open up our properties uh, and share that experience with everybody. And I, I bring a lot of uh, strong property management principal background. So you know I kind of grew up uh, working construction and then worked my way uh, right up from a maintenance guy, uh, got certified, taking care of around 1,500 2,000 units, everything from senior housing to pretty much vacation homes. Worked my way up to a property manager. Uh, and then from there, ended up starting into my own company, uh, another company, Cityscape, which I own, which pretty much is now a big uh, construction company, maintenance. We do all the REO services for the financial t- uh, financial institutions. So property management. You know, I'm, I'm well deep into real estate now. <laughs> uh, we do investments. We do everything from commercial real estate, downtown storefronts, regular residential apartments. I do boat uh, storage and some storage at some of my uh, buildings. Um, so we kind of got our hands dabbled in all of it. Um, and I was doing all that before the Pond Life uh, vacation rentals. But, you know, it just, with the pandemic that was going on, um, you know, we were living uh, the lifestyle on the water. We had an opportunity with some properties we already had. And that's really what Pond Life was. It was, let's, let's, let's share what we're doing, what we have with some other people. Let's see how many other people we can serve. Um, and, I, and I love doing that. And, um, you know, it's it's performed extremely well. So. Uh, I'm happy to say we're at uh, a properties with two more in the works. So okay. they should be on by the, by the summer if, I'm, if I keep moving correctly here in the right, right direction. Um, and then uh, our goal is, is kind of, you know, 25 to 50 properties, I'd say, up and, up and down the, the East Coast. We just recently uh, bought a property in Sarasota, Florida um, that we're renting out, uh, short-term rental. So we're having okay. a lot, lot, lot of fun with it. Um, it's, it's doing very well. It's a great space to be in. Um, you know, there's a lot of great people, um, I think, that are in the short-term rental space. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to be uh, be part of it. And I'm happy to bring over, you know, all my sound property management principles, which I highly advise to host and, and try to teach them everything that I've learned. You know, at one point, I was managing a very large portfolio, about 450 rental units. So I have a very, you know, it's, it's when love. it comes down... <laughs> yeah when it comes down to it is people management you know and and when you are yeah, yeah. um in the hospitality industry you know it's a little more there it's a, it's you know i, I was trying to say and I've, I've said this to other people that you know i come from very humble beginnings basic so someone books a vacation for you they book a two-night stay even if it's a thousand bucks or whatever it is whatever level they're they're booking at you know that hmm. that's precious money to that family if it's a yeah, if it's, sure. if it's a vacation for them um so we we put a lot of emphasis in making sure um, we 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 follow our mission. We give people what they expect. We try to make sure our guest avatar is 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 onto the right people as well, and we're we're pulling the right people to our properties, um, so people aren't aren't disappointed. So, yeah.
0: Well, that sounds amazing. Wow. Um, <laughs> I guess it's um your own experience getting back to the water, back to nature, that yeah. you found really valuable, and you're essentially set uh, sharing that. Sorry with your guests who are coming for their holidays and sorry vacations
1: <laughs> yep holidays works yeah
0: so nature's just very healing isn't it and it I is. think yeah. I, I love that that you're sharing that with with everyone yeah. who
1: comes. you know I grew up in uh, Massachusetts I was in the south shore of Massachusetts and and uh, we moved to New Hampshire when we were very young me and my wife and we moved to New Hampshire because it was just one of those free states. You know, it, it is, our, our motto is the live free or die state and it can be controversial to some, but it, it's, it's, you know, we're very business friendly um, and it's a very great state to be in. We're very recreation friendly. Uh, everything, you know, about New Hampshire is, is bringing, you know, we're very second home based on all of our ponds. It's just kind of the culture here in New Hampshire. Um, and uh, for me, it was great. You know, I like the outdoors. I'm hands-on, I'm not wanting to be stuffed in a classroom growing up, you know, just way too much energy, uh, put me to work, <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot more out of me. And uh, so being in New Hampshire has been, been just tremendous for me. Um, the 18 years I've been here, I, I've grown tremendously. It's a tremendous state, tremendous people. Um, so be able to, you know, open that up to everybody. Um, I, there's nothing like sitting on the dock and seeing an eagle fly over the pond to just bring you back to that connection with nature. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what our mission is, is to provide people with that type of access um, here in New Hampshire. So we're and, and, and throughout, you know, as we grow up and down uh, the East coast, it's the same mission. We want to make sure we're giving them access either to the beach, to the water, you yeah. know, close to that, close to that preserve or that nature trail. Um, you know, that that's a big feature for us. And It's what we love doing. You know, I'm down here in Florida for two weeks, yeah. working on, that's working same. on, yeah, working on an because I have to get some things uh, ready okay. for the next, next guest, you know, but I, I get to enjoy the nature trails and go for a walk with my wife and my dog while I'm down here. And, and those are the benefits, I think, of hosting too and, and being in this uh, industry is, um, yeah. you know, wh- why, not, why not create a life you don't need a vacation from, <laughs> and especially if you're a vacation rental host. And that's kind of what we're, we're trying to do. Um, and, and that's kind of how I live life. A lot of people that know me, you know they walk up to me and I'll say geez Andrew are you working and I'll say why And I said geez you're in swim shorts and well you know <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in swim shorts all the time as much as I can be and even if I'm out painting I have I have painter swim shorts I like to be comfortable <laughs> and that's just kind of who I am um and and it's probably something I'll never uh, change you know so
0: well oh, I love it because you're on location outside for uh conversation which is fab yeah. so you're in Florida now
1: Yes. Yep. We're in Florida now and we're just uh, doing a quick turnover. I want to check on the property, had to meet with the power washing guy, um, you know, get some some vendors uh, lined up, uh, try to get a new cleaner down here. You know, as, as you mm-hmm. know, uh, number one thing is a is the cleaner. Um, we, we had somebody down here and uh, well, the first guy didn't make it. He canceled, okay. uh, you know, and the second person showed up. We, we, I recommend to everybody, we have exterior cameras, of course, on all our properties. We have a very, very good, thorough system to, to do remote stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the new cleaner, um, you know, they must have spent 15 minutes at the property, um, you know, never went into the cleaning cabinet, never took out the, right. <laughs> the stuff to, to, you know, give the guests a couple of new K-Cups uh, K and, and pressing a toilet paper and all the stuff we provide. The amenities were still sitting in the cabinet when we got down here in the cleaning right. cabinet. So um you know we had to come down and vet a a new person and luckily through hospitable hosts I was able to reach out to Tia who happens to be down here in Sarasota who put me in touch with a woman named Laurie who was just very like-minded and awesome so we were able to hook up with Laurie and I think she's going to take us on and we're happy to have her and she knows exactly what we're looking for and she's worked with Tia in the past so um, there's the you know there's the power of networking. you know, oh, of course. And, uh, in the book, collaboration uh, has already uh, helped me out in yeah, fantastic way.
0: Yeah, because tea is in the book. That's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? And it means it that is. this person knows what you're about and what's needed and everything. Yes. It's gold dust, isn't it? Having a great oh, cleaning
1: oh, team. It really, it really is. You know, at home, we don't have to worry about it. Uh, we run our own. You know, I was fortunate to have the construction company and have Cityscape, which we already had a cleaning division because we did the seals cleaning for the real estate assets for the banks or wow. the realtors before they put them on for sale.
0: Brilliant. So we
1: were, we were already we we're already there, you know, and then, you know, having such trouble finding great cleaners, you know, for us, the light bulb went off as well. And, and we said, you know, that, and that's, that's a big part of what we do is we do offer five-star cleaning to other hosts in the industry. Wow. Um, they have to be like-minded. They have to have sound principles. They have to be following you know, the things that we really care about. They're very important to us, but, um, and we're not the cheapest cleaner. We're, we're probably one of the most expensive, um, short-term rental cleaners, but you know, we'll make sure you get the five-star reviews and we'll make sure the things are done that you want or the special touches that you want put on as your host or your brand is done. Um, so we're, we're, I'm very lucky to have Megan and her team take care of, our five-star cleaning, and we do that for other people in right. New Hampshire, the, the Lake Sunapee region, um, and we're happy to do that because it's a very um, big-needed thing. You oh, know, uh, coming down here to Florida and and having that first <laughs> experience is like, oh, that person must have sat on the couch <laughs> and watched TV for 15 minutes, and
0: uh-huh.
1: you know, I'm sure the guest was great. We do we do 30-day rentals down here. We have a very deep, you know, detailed binder. We get we screen very good people um and um pretty much you know i'm sure that the, the tenant left it pretty spotless
0: yeah
1: but we don't care we we want that deep cleaning we want it done sure. every time it's very important to us so um, nope i'm happy to uh, uh get to meet tia through the book digitally and get a, get a written uh, recommendation so that was fantastic <laughs> yeah. yeah you can't beat it you know so
0: Oh, I love that. And um, yeah, so it's brilliant to work with people who are aligned with what you're doing, as you say, and you share values, because otherwise yeah. you just, they're not quite going to understand what you're about and why you're doing certain things. So it sounds yeah. like you're very good at um, sharing knowledge with people and educating people who don't know about property as well. So that's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, that's why the book was was nice for me, too, is, you know, growing up, I was uh, I was, uh, didn't come from a very rich family. I never had a chance to go to uh, college, um, you know, lack capital. All, all, I can go on and on all the barriers uh, that we had to break down. But one of the biggest things for me for mentorship was books. Um, a good friend handed me the, you know, rich dad, poor dad book when I was very uh, okay. young. And, and you know, and, and from there, I, I got kind of and I wasn't very big in school on reading or, 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 you know or writing. Um, and, uh, well, about in my early twenties, um, reading became a big thing for me and I found the power of of books and I have a big library of business books and intellectual property and, you know, and that's, um, how I kind of. Kind of got where I'm at. A lot of it. I mean, I met with a financial planner the other day for all of our companies and organizations, and I mean, he literally looked at me and my wife and said, "You know, where did you learn all this stuff?" <laughs> and I said, "You know, a lot of it was books, and then I was also very fortunate." Uh, Megan, my wife's background, uh, she spent 15 years uh, commercial banking. So she worked her way up. and you know, like I did, I kind of came up. Started as a maintenance guy. She worked her way up uh, from the file room at a bank oh, um, wow. to to an officer. Um, and she brought great insight, value, underwriting, you know, I mean, she's super analysis, um, so she's a a big part of our success in real estate as well, so yeah. You
0: you sound like an amazing team.
1: Yes, I'm very fortunate, she's, I met her (coughs) when I was 16, (laughs) Um, we've been through, we've been through everything uh, together, um, which is, which is great, and that's what it's about, so.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I work with my husband, Pete, and he and I are very different. He's, um, he's, uh, much more process led and, um, measured. And I'm just like, let's just go and do this. shall we? That's me.
1: That's <laughs> me. I just dive right into it. And Megan goes, oh my Lord, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm always looking for spreadsheets to be built and she builds them for me. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. She's an, Excel, she's an Excel wizard. And I just don't have the patience. I, I, can, oh, God. I, can, I can. I can dream some great stuff up, but um, and I can plug some stuff in when it's built, but yeah. uh, sometimes I'm better off doing, uh, putting my energy towards other things.
0: So. Oh, I'm the same. Oh, she and Pete would get on famously. He loves
1: the I nice spreadsheet. Oh, yeah. You need that balance. I think it's in, that's important um, yeah. for any, for any
0: team. But I'm
1: fortunate to get, to, I've got to work with my nephews. They've been a big part of They work summers for my construction company Uh, So they got to grow up, you know, uh, do, you know, trying to show them physical work and and trying to show them, Hey, look at, uh, look at us, you know, we come from nothing. Look at what real estate's done, you know, trying to teach them the power of leverage, um, you know, and how to use these tools in the toolbox. And uh, so they're, they're, they're great kids. I got to work with them and I've got to work a lot, hands-on with my dad uh, remodeling. He's been a big part of doing, and my dad is one of the hottest workers. He's still today. He's 60, I think four now he gets up. Goes to construction. He doesn't have to. He's got a, <laughs> he's got a, he's got a, he's got a pension from UPS. He's, he's a teamster. He did twenty five years uh, delivering packages at UPS. Oh, Always did construction on the side too. But he gets up every day. Um, he's helping out another family member. Um, but he goes to construction. He does construction uh, in Boston. Very in depth projects. He's an unbelievable remodeler. Uh, so I all you know all my hands on construction experience really growing up with my dad um, teaching me hard <laughs> work you know, learning how to get dirty. Uh, I had all the crap work too, you know, demoing the rooms and carrying everything to the dumpster <laughs> and, you know, you get all that type of stuff, but it, it created a great foundation for me. And it's a great experience to have those type of people uh, as as team members as well, a uh, family, and and, and, it, and it's worked, uh, which is good. So, um, yeah, very inspired.
0: inspiring, isn't it And to have yeah, your very,
1: dad? Very, very blessed, uh, I've been very blessed and a lot of hard work, you know, a lot of perseverance. Um, You know, it's, that's what owning a business is. It's going to have its ups and and downs and trials and tribulations, but it's what you make of it. You know, I I try to teach people about temporary defeat. And I was teaching someone about this the other day and they said, what are you talking about? I said, well, you don't really fail. You have to look at everything as temporary defeat. Mm. You know, it's only temporary. You know, if you take something and you look at it as just straight failure or negativity, you know, you're not getting anywhere, you know, for every great a failure, there's a seed of something or something that you can resurrect from that. I mean, yeah. for me, a prime example is pawn Life vacation rentals. It was something that spurred out of my family uh, having to actually you know, kind of protect our safety um, from a situation, it was a time of adversity and it's, yeah. it has created an unbelievable thing for me. So, um, you know, I never gave up and, and those are the type of things that I try to teach people is that when you met with some type of failure or some type mm-hmm. of, temp- you know, look at it as temporary. It's not going to last, um, and uh, you know, try to pull out the positive, even out of the negative, which can be hard for some people yeah. to do, um, even for myself. But I try to extract that positive, um, see what you can learn from the lesson that you were taught, and yeah. uh, and push forward with it. So yeah, we and, all
0: grow, don't we, from those kind of things?
1: That's massive. Yeah, yeah and a lot of people say, oh, "I feel this sometimes." So oh, really, you just got you got temporarily defeated. You know, it's, it's failure when you, I think, accept it, to completely let it set in and yeah. let it immo- and let it immobilize you.
0: Yeah. So, if you give up.
1: You give up. So yeah. my, my lesson, everybody is, is never give up. You know, never keep, give up. Keep going. Keep trying. Keep, keep going. Yep. <laughs> For
0: sure. And I love yeah. the fact that Rich Dad, Poor Dad inspired you because we read that um, many years yeah. ago. And yep. it, it's just a whole new way of looking at things that, you know, kids aren't taught in school, financial education
1: just isn't there. So it's huge. Yeah, isn't it? it's huge. It's huge. You know, and I, I have a, you know, I had a good, great friend and he became a business partner of mine that, that handed me that book. And he stole my friend today and we advise on all kinds of great stuff. And he's doing phenomenal too. I mean, he comes from a, a family. Um, he's got a white, a, white, a, white mo- uh, a white dad, a complete Mexican mom, you know, um, grew up in a trailer. And he's running a multi-million dollar painting company, freestanding company, does wonderful things in real estate. He's just a tremendous guy. And he was another guy who was inspired um, by that rich dad, poor dad book, you know, and, and so many other books like that. But for me, that book was big. I, I read that book, young. I read it at a time where I was having to be a property manager, um, you know and after already working years in real estate, you know, I, I started as a maintenance guy. And when I started out as a maintenance guy, I used to have to do heat checks in the winter up here and right. I talk I'm going through half a million dollar million dollar condos and these people, this is their second mm-hmm. home, nice ski sets, unbelievable furniture. And I just realized there's an abundance here, you know, and, and uh, yeah. when, once I read the rich dad, poor dad book on top of everything I already knew um, and I already had dreams and passion for real estate, it was, it was really a clincher for me. And, uh, you know, i went on to, to so many more great, great books. Um, which is why being part of this book is is a you know if you read the Rich Dad book or or a book that has touched your life and you know you you and me I'm 38 years old so being able to be part of this book is uh, is tremendous so it's a great great thing for me I'm sitting on a manuscript for like 40,000 pages um, you know called and I already have it registered in the Library of Congress called the Hidden Pest of Real Estate you know but oh. Jody Jody was able to you know get me on this push me over the edge, push me outside of my comfort zone. I'm a really private person. I really haven't shared my my story, you know, in so much depth. Um, I don't, this, you know, this is probably my third podcast. I, I don't do a ton of podcasts. So yeah. uh, I'm not really, haven't been on my socials like I should be. And I'm, I know I'm missing some opportunity there. So she's really, Jody has helped push me outside of my comfort zone. And I've only met her digitally, but uh, she means a ton to me uh, already. So, and I've met so many great people. So it's, uh, I'm excited to be part of this, this book. I hope I get to share some great tips, which I do in the book. I hope I can inspire other people, uh, with my story that you can do anything. And I hope people, uh, you know, can harness the power of real estate, um, to help, you know, help their family create financial freedom. Um, so that's kind of, kind of my dreams is to help as many uh, people now as I, as I can. So.
0: Oh, it's massive. I love it. That's so yeah. cool, Andrew. Really, really good. I uh, yeah. totally applaud you. And I don't know what it is about hospitality, or um, well, also the property as well, but hosts tend to be really like into supporting each other and it is a massively supportive community, as you said, isn't it? So. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I think people are just, you know, quick to quick to help each other out and, and give each other tons of support and, yeah. you know, it is there's a lot of small operators too. So, they understand that you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot better if people can come together in the industry and help each other out. And, and we mm-hmm. can and if we can and I, I look at it as as if we can help other hosts be more professional. That mm-hmm. is going to help us out as an industry. You know that is very important okay. to me. This is one of the big things that I I get on is is making sure people have the right stuff in place.
0: Yeah. So
1: they're not tarnishing things or they're not just you know doing the wrong thing or creating a scenario. Where there's liability or there's lawsuits or there's things that just affect us in many ways, you know. I mean, as you know, STR bans can be a a big debate in some communities. And you yeah. know, I, I I understand there's housing needs everywhere, and qu- there's always a need for quality housing. But I'm a big advocate for STRs as well. I I, yeah. I think they help help out a community so much. I think they bring people there. Yeah. I think people spend gas. I, th- I think they do so much for the restaurants. I think people. I have people come and stay that are thinking of moving to New Hampshire. So they need a temporary yeah. place. And you know, this is, this is a great, great industry. And I think, you know, you're dealing with um, really big corporate stuff um, and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so I think that the more of us as, as hosts that can come together and help the other smaller hosts or the single person or the one person starting out, we can at least help give them guidance in the right direction, which will reflect on our, our entire
0: industry. Yeah,
1: and I'm big on quality. I mean, we do everything very, very high quality. like i'm I'm big on you know if you're eighteen years of age, you're not renting from me. It's just not happening. It's fine. There's hosts that that are fine with that. You know, it's just it's something that's not in my um, in my uh, in my application process. you know no. we're very, we' very very different standards um than some hosts, but uh, you know I have a lot less problems. We have a lot less headaches. things run a lot smoother. Yeah, um, and, and it's a lot better for everybody involved. It's better for the community. It's better for your neighbors. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe in the power of of home sharing, even if it's on a small level.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and, and I and I think people neighbors are quick to get on other neighbors, and people are quick to try to kind of ruin what other people are doing. Um, I don't think people have heard enough stories yet. You know, I mean, the industry is new enough, and there's a lot of good advocates out there advocating as sharing these. Uh, these home sharing stories and, and how they can change people's life or how they could help the person that owns the house. Like, um, I haven't shared this story yet. So this is a great story to share. Oh, go for it. <laughs> okay. So let's go, I'm going to go for it. And, and uh, so, so recently, you know, my mom calls me and she says that, you know, her brother has been recently diagnosed with, with cancer. And uh, so she's thinking about going down to the South shore, of Massachusetts, to be closer to her brother, to help him out during this time. Well, my mom is just a regular person who yeah. works nine to five, right? He's got a regular house. Well, first of all, to go to where she needs to go to, she needs to find, what does she know? She finds an STR. So she's able to find an STR close to her brother to go stay at. Then she's, you know, she's stuck with this problem. She, My mom can't afford her house on her own. You know, I mean, she's a regular person. So, yeah. So it, Andrew, you know, what do you think? I think that we could probably close off two rooms in your three bedroom house, you know, depersonalize it clean it up, do this, do that, and mm-hmm. put it in the pond life or, or put it onto to Airbnb. Yeah. And maybe you can get your mortgage covered while you're gone, trying to take care of your brother out of state. And that's what she was able to do. And awesome. to me, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful story because Harry, yeah. yeah. my mom was able, you know, it's a time of need of all in everybody's, every family's faced with cancer and, and tragedy and hardship. And this, we're human and people need to have more human compassion before they jump on banning their neighbor and not knowing what all these stories are. And I've been using this as an example on the ban because, you know, my mom has been able to flex her property, cover her mortgage, use an STR to stay at while she's down out of state. And then she's going to be able to come back to her home. You know, she she didn't have to go long-term with it. She didn't have to have to sell the property. it's It's a temporary thing. Um, but it's helping out so many people. And then we've got some great guests at her property, you know? Someone thinking of, <laughs> yeah, someone thinking of to come in move moving here, you know, and just the last five-star review got, you know, the guy's coming back. He you, lo- you know, what I mean, so it's Not just fair. a tremendous thing. So, so even during a time of tragedy, she's able to share her home with other people and share yeah. greatness, you know, why stabilizing yeah. something for her? So I think it's a very powerful thing. I think that legislators and congress people especially in our, in our in the United States need to pay attention to these type of, of stories that can show yeah. how powerful this new tool is you know, it's yeah. new you know maybe it was disruptive at first it's been here long enough it's not going it's not going away you know and and towns yeah. are navigating things we have a bill in New Hampshire um, that's trying to get put through that you can't ban it statewide meaning that a town might be able to come in and uh, put a fee on you in our right. state and do some type of over oversight, but they're not gonna be able to outright ban it. No. And I think that's a great bill for our state. New Hampshire is so tourism friendly yeah. that you know, if, if it goes the other way and they let towns heavily regulate it, it can have an effect. You know, it just, I think there's room for everybody. Definitely, uh, definitely. You know, and I think that, um, so I think it's a good discussion to be had. And I'm happy that uh, I was able to share that story with you. That's an
0: amazing yeah. story so. because as you say, out of adversity, your mum's able to, you know, support her brother, which is really yeah. good, really, you know, obviously needed, and yet um, yeah, she can provide this wonderful service to the guests staying in her other house because longer-term mentors just weren't going to work, were they? And I think maybe the pandemic as well has shown how. Right. Um short-time mentors are just so brilliant for helping people in situations.
1: They are, you know, and a lot of people they want uh, self-check in, they don't want to go to a front desk, they don't want to be in yeah. a big box, you know. And, and I think yeah, the other pandemic pushed it a bit bit too, but I think that's again people going back to people in nature and, and wanting that yeah, that, their own personal experience. And with the hosting, you can get your own personal experience like. Uh, I'm I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, this book is awesome. Like, I am going to be able to stay at so many great places. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's oh, this is great. And Stacey's down in Louisiana. I've always wanted to go there. So I'll be out that way. Um, I'm going to be able to to probably get and stay at so many great and support other people. Um, why I get to go around around uh, the United States, which is what I've always wanted to do. Is oh, our, okay. our country is so vast that, you know, I drive mainly because I love it. Yeah. i get to drive through you know and the united states is very unique you know because every state is so different um and uh so it's just so um, such an awesome experience to get to go through every state you know and i have yeah. a love you find a love for almost all you know, georgia i just i love georgia uh peach tea i mean you can't beat it it's it's unbelievable especially if it's freshly made and nice. now i have now i have my wife freshly making it for me all the time and <laughs> stuff like that because you know it's, it's just i love it you know so you can extract these great things um from everywhere you know that's like us in new hampshire at our, our our short-term rentals we give out a small bottle of maple syrup oh wonderful in in the spring you know in in well february the the, tea, the the trees start running the sap starts running where we are and it's a big industry for us in new hampshire and all the all the farmers mm-hmm. have uh we have maples maple week and it's just it's a, if you've never been to a, a sugar house, it's it's, it's it smells great. amazing. It tastes amazing. It smells unbelievable, and you get to meet a local farmer, and sometimes they're they're three or four generations, you know, which is a whole nother subject. But wow. it's a spe- to me, it's a special thing, you know, when you see someone who's, a, or you know, four three to four generations doing the same thing and, and perfecting it it's it's a lost art you know so it's uh, i
0: love that
1: new New hampshire still has a lot of that which is yeah uh, very special very special as well so
0: oh it sounds like people have an amazing time when they go there and you you own all the kayaks and things that they can use on on
1: the yeah so we do we do we do kayak rentals paddleboard uh rentals and then and then we do great stuff so we we have a guest come back that's already stayed with us they get the kayaks for free I, I dropped them off. I override, <laughs> I override Megan and say, not happening. You know, we, we give, we're, we're giving them a freebie. They, they came back. That's just who I am. Um, uh, this year, we're happy to announce we got a, a pontoon boat rental for the waterfront properties. So um, we're very excited about that. You know, that's, that's going to add Ooh. just an extra thing. Um, oh, we also bought like a big, uh, big floating mat that goes out with the property. And that's just going to be an added amenity. That's going to be with 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 one of the it's at the honeymoon cabin, that specific cabin. So um, That will be there. So yeah, we, we decided that you know, well, we have another opportunity to create some add-ons. You know, of course, in the industry, but we get to provide more uh, to the guests.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I so can they can enjoy it. More. I'm going to apologize for that blower that's going off in the background. The guy is blowing off the shuffleboard court. Don't worry about it. It's nine so we start, it to you, I think. <laughs> yeah, nine o'clock they start shuffleboard down here. But anyways, um, yeah, Don't we worry. have we have all the the add-ons: the kayaks, paddleboard, pontoon boat. Uh, yeah. We love doing that stuff. I'm gonna build a little ice fishing kit for next year because um, I love ice fishing. It's a fun thing to do up in New Hampshire. It helps the winter kind of uh, go by a little faster. Um, yeah. But, uh, So I'm gonna do a little kit with a little hand auger and a couple tip-ups, and that'll be uh, available as well. So people can come up with their family, take them on ice fishing uh, on the pond. Uh, So yeah, we we love doing uh, different add-ons to kind of enhance the properties and enhance enhance the guest stay.
0: That sounds like you do so much and you're looking to expand as well, aren't you? Add some more properties.
1: Yep, yep, we're looking to expand. So we have, well, we have two properties in development right now. It's going to be uh, one property is a already has a tiny home on it. It's called the Sunsetter One, and we're going to build the Sunsetter Two mm-hmm. on it. So it's going to have a, a 490 square foot house. So it's a small house built on its own foundation. Um, and the other tiny home is actually right down, set on the water's edge. So it's like 30 feet from the water. Very beautiful. 125 feet of waterfront. Um, it's going to be kind of you get to rent them both kind of together a unique experience you know tiny homes are kind of a buzz people are doing them I'm trying to do a little different put them on foundations and not trailers Uh, you you know you got zoning and codes and requirements and and uh you know I'm not I'm not looking to uh upset any government officials or anything or try to circumvent um sometimes the tiny homes on the wheels can depending on where you are can be a uh an ordinance thing Okay, oh, okay so okay, so, um, so we're doing them on foundations, which I'm very, very excited about. and um, then we also have a ten acre land lot um, in another rural town in New Hampshire. and it's got beautiful walking and hiking trails on that property itself. and that property is about five to six hundred feet from the town boat launch on Crescent Lake. And um, we're looking to build I'm hoping to build two or three micro homes on it. So they're like mm-hmm. six to twelve hundred square feet. A little bigger than a tiny home. Yeah. Um, they're getting really big in like Florida, Texas is building them They're, they're getting a little buzz here in the US. Um, they're going to be a little bit more affordable, but I'm going to use them as STRs. Yeah. Um, you know, but they could always be flexed back. And that's what I try to teach people that too. You know, like, you know, the good thing about real estate is you can always flex your properties. You know, if you're a flexible person, yeah. um, a good way to look at short term rentals and say you have a single family asset. Now I'm kind of deviating, but I'll deviate on a lesson. It's okay. It's all good. You get get a single family asset Mm -hmm. and you can look at it in multiple ways. So I try to look at it as, well, that single family asset, if it's zoned right, can be a great short-term rental.
0: Yeah. It could
1: be a great long-term rental. For some reason, short-term rental didn't become feasible. Mm -hmm. And if the long-term rental didn't go well, well, right now the single family housing market is very hot. Um, And typically the single family housing market is the easiest to sell from. okay you gotta you have a conglomerate six unit well you gotta find the right guy who wants to take that on whereas a single family house can sell a lot faster so i try to look at it as a three strategy with my strs is when i buy an str i try to make sure it fits the str model exactly i can also flex it to a long term and what's the viability of, of selling this asset quickly and i think it's a great strategy for people um you know and i try to give that advice as much as i can
0: yeah yeah have different exit strategies definitely but also it sounds like it would be a beautiful place to live apart from staying you know
1: am i living it yourself
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you know if people are buying it i think they'd absolutely it sounds idyllic you can cross the the lake and you know go on these walks and you don't have to drive everywhere
1: but yeah yeah, we're in. I'm in. I'm in Croydon, New Hampshire. I I live in Croydon, and we're a town of 600 people. Okay. Oh wow. And, you, know, you yes, me. I mean, we might be up to like 900 now. But when I moved there, there was like <laughs> six. you know we only have I think three or 400 houses. You still have to go to the town hall and raise your hand to vote. You right. know, you don't vote by paper ballot. It's still a uh-huh. we go talk about the budget. You know, and get into some heated discussions. You know, you have a lot of different people, uh, in New Hampshire. But it's just, it's a unique town, you know, we live in a town that's, that's very rural, you can still drive ATVs in the road, We have several lakes and ponds, you know, and, and it's, it's a very, its a very quaint uh, lifestyle, I, I enjoy it very much, um, and I, I think everybody should, should check out New Hampshire, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. it sounds be, like, you know, if people live in cities, it'd be brilliant for a break, but brilliant for a slightly longer term, but yeah, obviously you love living there, so. I'm glad you've got the best of both worlds with what you do in your business and, you know, yep. and, and just enjoying life too.
1: Yep. I am. I, I enjoy it uh, every day. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a blessing. So,
0: so uh, I guess you're learning lots of new tools. If you're anything like me being involved with the book, as you say, Jody is amazing at getting you out of your comfort zone and getting you to do all these new things like Linktree. I didn't have at all, And it's, it's really a time of growth for us personally as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is it's like okay here's another uh here's another uh another item to do oh you know, <laughs> hey you want to help me with this video real quick yeah you, know, you know i need this done in 10 minutes it's like, oh my God, <laughs> i don't know if i'm ready for that right now <laughs> just uh, do it anyway yeah right exactly now we have a new task we have to get done now we have, we have our video we have to get done so it's <laughs> yeah. definitely a, uh, for me it's it's good um i i needed this uh push a while ago um okay. it's totally one of the things i've procrastinated on is my socials you know right. a very long time and i have a lot of great stuff to share and and i mean we went to a uh, an area yesterday and we got to watch two dolphins really come right up to us and start dan- like almost dancing and they hung out for, for 15 20 minutes and i'm talking you can reach out and touch them and the video is unbelievable. Beautiful. I get content like this all the time because I'm, I'm always on the go. And my wife always says, you know, we don't live boring lives. It's just, there's no. always something <laughs> happening or going on. And it is, whether it's something breaking down or just, there's always something, you know, guest <laughs> request. You never know, um, which keeps it. It's not boring. So it's good. Um, so yeah, I, I have to start uh, sharing some content uh, with the world, and uh, I think this project is is good for me because it is is definitely giving me the push I need to get some things done. Like you said, Linktree needed it, didn't have it, needed it, probably needed it a while ago. Mm. So I'm glad it's out there because I, I can see, um, you know, I can see the power in, in having that type of tool. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm excited to get all this this stuff done. I'm excited for the challenges. I get a request come through, and I'll say, "Oh, geez, you know, looks like I got another item I gotta do." And everybody <laughs> say, "Do it, you know? What? It, don't you know? Go for it!" And I'll say, "Oh, <laughs> Jesus, okay, I'm doing it." So, um, I great. just did, I, I just had to do a video um, with Jody for something, and I I included my French bulldog Olina. So everybody okay see my my French bulldog in that in that video, and she's adorable and gorgeous and just the coolest dog ever. And she gets to live pond life. She's either in an ATV or snowmobiling. She loves to wear a life jacket and go swimming. She likes to kayak. So <laughs> the dog is, is growing up super versatile you know, with our <laughs> lifestyle. Um, so um, we put all kinds of pictures. People can uh, check it out. It's pond life Frenchie is, gonna, is our handle. And we kind of post. Oh, stuff I've like, seen- Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I got to get going on it, but we're going to be posting a lot of stuff with the dog, and then a lot of stuff with the with the properties. And Alina's always helping out with everything, so she's kind of our mascot. Um, so I'm excited yeah. to get that con- to get that content out there uh, yeah. finally as well. So I'm really having fun fun with everything. That's great. Uh, I got to I get to I got to meet you today. You know, I mean, it just oh, it's great it really just keep, it really just keeps going. I, I got to meet uh, Liam uh, next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm getting to meet so many people, um, you know. So it's it's good, and I'm getting to meet them this way um, instead of just you know on socials or through a comment. Um, so yeah, very, that's fantastic. I'm very, I'm I love excited, everybody's
0: but, so supportive. It's just such a privilege, isn't it? And it really as, is. as you say, they're everywhere, all over the place. So it's like a whole guide of where we can travel. So everyone who yeah, reads it, <laughs> it and has it, really it in is. their property. Like, oh,
1: yeah, and everybody's doing a little bit different, so it's it's great to see too. Because I'm, I'm you know you you ne- you're never the smartest guy in the room, and if you are, then you then you're losing, you know. So it's, <laughs> it's, you know I'm going to learn. So I know I'm going to pick the book up. I'm going to learn. Oh man, let's try this. Or, let's do this this way. Let's do that. And and uh, I had a 24 hour you know 30 hour drive to Florida after I sent my chapter off, and the whole ride I said, oh man, I should have spent more time on this. I should have <sighs> done that. I should have done this. And I never really told people why I called it Pawn Life. <laughs> in my chapter, but I was able to do it on your podcast, so and
0: that, you
1: was, that was good. But it was one of those things where I told Jody, "Oh man, maybe I should look at it again." And maybe, and she just said, "You're fine, you know."
0: No, I think you own didn't.
1: it, go with it, and let it go. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. It go. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: yeah. just have to do another one sometime. So yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I'm sitting on two, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to finally pushing myself. I think this will be um you know because this is this is training you know like like you were saying you know it's pushing me out of my comfort zone i'm getting to do so much great training on so many things so this might be the push i need to to finally finish uh, um some of my other books i have a very detailed book on property maintenance you know like i've spent 20 years hands-on i was a certified maintenance technician that's my thing i mean down here when i got here to florida you know, uh, one of the tenants said that the sink was leaking. Of all things, I had to do the strainer basket. I don't know if anybody what that is, but you need a special strainer basket wrench and a special strainer basket tool that goes on the top of to the hole. It. Okay. It's quite. I don't like doing strainer baskets, honestly, but I can. I still have it in me. I got two done yeah. while I'm down here. <laughs> you know, that's the type of person I am, and I think everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a property manager, a host, an investor, or just an Airbnb host. Understanding. You know, like the six types of maintenance, understanding the vendors, understanding that part of it. You know, I I have a saying and and it's in my other other books and and I use it all the time. Is anybody can buy it and anybody can build it. You see complexes get built all the time you see people buy real estate all the time. But you have to manage it and you have to maintain it. Yeah. I've always been on those are the two most important things is the property management and really the maintenance. Because yeah. if you don't have the right maintenance team there and if you don't have the right vendors in place and deferred maintenance takes over, which turns into emergency maintenance and gets into the most expensive categories for owners. Yeah. You know, Or I've seen stuff where in bigger complexes, I've you know been in charge of 144 units, say in one spot, you see unit cannibalism. And that's when the maintenance team oh. starts stealing from other units to fix the repairs in other units. But oh, then you're hey. just creating... Oh yeah, you're creating a, a firestorm down the road. So I try to teach sound principles of property yeah. and management and maintenance. So I'm looking forward to getting this book out there and hopefully being able to share uh, some of my other stuff that I bring that I really like to bring to the table. So,
0: brilliant! You've got more book projects that I'm sure you'll yeah. be able to get published once you're a published author. I mean, it sounds like you've got so much knowledge to sh- to share with everybody. Yeah.
1: I think it's an important thing. I, I think a lot of people overlook those, those things, you know, and they, they, some people rush to buy something or I go out all the time and I help people and they'll, hey, what do you think of this investment? And I was like, man, you know, you're looking at $180,000 lead abatement paint removal. And then they say, uh exactly it's a bad investment you don't want to buy that property you know what I right. mean so there's things you have to I look at every so when I when I look at real estate or I look at management or I look at assets I look at it from the management aspect and I look at it from a very high powered maintenance perspective mm. uh, which lets us catch a lot of things um, that haven't either been done correctly in the past or are getting very deferred yeah. and it also helps us see what you're getting into um, before you buy it because a lot of people don't realize they buy something they realize the roof was a hundred and hundred grand and they and they, you know, maybe just bought it on emotions or something and didn't yeah. stick to, to sound principles. And uh, so we try to, I try to bring that um, with us. So
0: anybody, and, and especially any host that's, that's contributing as well, I'd
1: love to help you out. Um, I, I, my guide is almost done, it's, it's a 24, um, it's a small little block, it's only gonna be 24 pages, but it's, it's, a, guide, it's a guide to, to maintenance, maintenance the, the key principles of maintenance. Um, and uh, i love to share that with, with everybody. And, and uh make make sure we're we're on the
0: right track track. that's brilliant that sounds really good really good and what i love about short-term rentals is that they always have to be in amazing condition and and just sparkling and wonderful when people arrive they're like wow and they have a brilliant time there so the maintenance is even more key isn't it yeah i I, I think that's that's
1: such a valid point when it comes to the short-term rental industry industry. (laughs) i think um you know you can take anything like a lot of real estate is really similar as far as vehicles go but, but a lot is, is so different in so many ways and with SDRs, is it's, it's so management intensive and then like the maintenance is, is very you know probably what's the paint? Is the paint fresh how's, how's how's the grounds look
0: you know and, and that's something we have to keep up on in new england
1: because the season's always changing uh yeah. you know right? oh, everything melts out and it's all dirty and the plows are pushed to stop everywhere and clumps stop they gotta be raked up and you know the driveways got to be refreshed. If they have blue stone on them, so it's a it's a constant thing. And and for me, it's big. And I'm big on it. So all my properties, you know, you, I'm really hanging on wall, maintenance. So um, I stay right on top of it. It's very important to me. Um, and I, I think you know with SCRs it's very important. And I think it's more management intensive, which is where you know software and all of these great tools and these guys in the industry are creating things. Yeah. Um, Hey, I, mean, I think it's amazing. I'm blown away by it. You know, I, I, I just I get more and more blown away by the things that come up, things I see on LinkedIn. These guys that are that are pivoting from one thing to the next with technologies. It's amazing. Uh, yes, yeah, amazing to help host uh, and put us in a better position. Um, so I'm excited. We do a little bit of angel investing now too. So I'm excited to you know someone's someone's starting something, and doing some crowdfunding. You know, reach out to me if you're in the short-term rental industry. You know. Even if it's a small amount for me, or you know, depending on what the project is, I'm willing to support and jump in um, at least at some level. Uh, if you got a great idea or something innovative that yeah. sh- changes the host and help us out, I'm willing to jump on with that. Oh, well, really Watch B&B yeah. is, a, is an example of uh, one of the you know, Daniel crews. I give him a plug. Wash B&B, what he's doing. Um, if, if Daniel's able to scale that, um, like his vision is. I just think it's a remarkable thing. I wish I could buy those lens only right now. I wish I could only use Wash b and in all of my properties. Unfortunately, he's not here in New Hampshire for me yet. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think that um, you know, innovations in the industry like that are, are key. And actually, you know, I'm not able to use Daniel Cruz's Wash b and exactly. His process and what he was able to teach me was to change whole cleaning to uh, we we have a service now. Right. So before we did everything in house.
0: Did you? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And then I met Daniel, and you know my model completely changed um, based on his vision and what he was able to share with me. So I yeah. am grateful for meeting Daniel, another person that I was able to connect with digitally in a short-term rental space, yeah. who's helped my business in a tremendous way. Um, so yeah, you know, I was more than happy to,
0: to support him his mission. Awesome, doing. yeah, it makes big difference that kind of thing, doesn't it?
1: Huge. It really does, you know. And, and I think you know, linens are a big deal. I mean, if you're a if you're a host, linens are, are a really big deal.
0: Very big deal
1: for sure. Oh, so, Guest communications is another one. That, yeah, know,
0: yeah, yeah. Making really sure awesome. you're helping everybody in a timely fashion, and yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so. so, have you got any um tips that you would share with somebody who is thinking of becoming a host of a short-term rental
1: yep my, my first tip right off the bat is is get some get some get some advice don't be afraid to ask for advice you know seek out one of these seek out somebody in the industry it looks like everybody now too in the industry is either diverse into some type of coaching or they're sharing their experience you know reach out to someone with some good experience and follow sound property management principles. That's my biggest thing. I, and then was, what is that? Well,
0: I got certified
1: at the Institute of Real Estate Management for million-dollar asset management and successful site management. And in those courses, you know, the Institute of Real Estate teaches sound property management principles. And they're all industry standard principles.
0: Have a solid rental
1: agreement, you know, make sure you have the proper rental insurance. I mean, that's my biggest thing yeah Um, that's a tip i share i do share so i don't give too much away but i do share it because that is that is very important and um i see too many people that are just quick to throw a roll on and and that's it Mm -hmm. they didn't put much more thought into it you know and that's great you know we all want to we all want to make a a profit everybody wants to be able to stay in business you know but you want to do it the right way it's it's going to it's going to protect the industry And it's going to protect you as a host. So to me, I I Mm try to
0: sound property management principles,
1: um, getting the right coverage. And usually, it can start with the first question, which is, do you want to be an active investor or do you want to be a passive investor? Yeah, true. You know, a lot of people are so so scared of property management that, you know, just because of that, you should not
0: start in the SDR
1: industry. Find, find, Find someone who specializes in it. You, yeah, can, yeah. you can still share, you know, your path you can still be in the hospitality, you can still own a waterfront property, you can still own a beachfront property and rent it out. you can still do tremendous things. and you can have another professional manage that for you, so you don't have the day-to-day. Um you know, a lot of people are hesitant and they tell me, Well, what's a you know, what's a good fee? <laughs> it's a new thing. The guy is really cheap, you know, he's either just starting up, or you know, he's probably not the right. For you, uh, because i don't always feel that's that's the best way to go um, you know I, I i know a lot of people
0: um that charge a relatively higher
1: fee in, in the short-term rental industry but it's, i tell other people or if you're watching this podcast you don't know anything getting into the,
0: the industry
1: it's worth the fee if you're hiring someone like me who's as sophisticated as i am with a team behind you we have a maintenance division we have a cleaning yeah. division you know, I have several other you know, the velocity of our company is a lot stronger because we can rely on other companies, but you're going to get what you pay for out of that professional post.
0: Um, yeah. You know, if you get a guy that's 10%, you might get 10%.
1: You know, you might get 10%, or you might get someone who just signed up. It might not be a bad option to give that person a chance, too, because sometimes people <laughs> start out at a lower, a lower rate, but um, to me, it's, 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 it's all those different things combined. And the big thing is that active or passive, you can do both. I mean,
0: people yeah. do real
1: estate syndications and, and never really get involved in it, um, sit in the background. Um, you can just be the owner of the asset and, and pass it off. Um, I'm an active investor. I am so hands-on. You know, You're know, very it's, active. <laughs> very active. I get back a commercial roof. I have to do on, a, on a, a roof project. I get going and a big, uh, I have 6,000 square foot. Like warehouse building, we're doing the, all the That's side and the back of the project. And I have the tiny home we're building, so I've uh, got a lot of projects going But I, I enjoy that. The vendors are tremendous, you know. And it's another advice I can give to somebody. If you're a property manager and you're hiring vendors, pay them. Mm. Pay them quick. When I deal with a vendor for the first time, do a project with me, I typically hand them a check right back. I make so good on the trust level, it's ridiculous.
0: Make sure that person's
1: appreciated an appreciated person will always do a lot better job. Absolutely, and if only yeah. If you unofficiated, they these are just sound, you know, these are common morals and ethics that, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. not everybody does have them, but if you no. can follow these, you can follow these things. Um, so me as a vendor or, or a contractor, I know what it's like to be a, a, a vendor. Yes.
0: I know what it's like to be a subcontractor.
1: So I know what it's like to be in all these other positions. So um, I pay, I try to pay my vendors right away. I try to be a new vendor. I try to pay for those services right off the bat, establish that relationship because a lot of vendors they're wondering how they get paid. And I think that goes back to you know just continue to grow yourself, yeah. Um, you know, with mentorship. Read this book that's coming out. This book is gonna <laughs> give you exactly that this, yeah, this book is gonna give you exactly what you need, and it's gonna give you from people that are more experienced than people that are skilled in the short-term angle, that have been doing that industry a little longer than me, that have a little bit more understanding of the technology. The guest services you know, there's, there's some amazing people in, in this book Thanks and all. you know i i know their digital uh footprint and stuff but like i'm i'm, I'm really excited to read this chapter myself i'm gonna be able to learn some yeah best. um so yeah i think uh i think it's very exciting overall and, and uh i'd love to uh share with people so um i think everybody should should be a, a host and uh, get into real estate in some fashion or the other yeah um whether active or, or passive and uh
0: sure. yeah so i love your advice it's brilliant and it's obviously very authentic sort of who you are you can obviously put yourself in other people's shoes a lot which yeah. is really important isn't it to value what you know? say. yeah i think it is you know i mean i, I look at it like you know i know, I know what it's
1: like, like to be a nine to five w2 employee, employee. Mm. you know? I, know I know what it's like, like to like be the maintenance guy. guy who has to go in change the toilet Two bolts, a wax ring, a supply line—only three things you got to do. Yeah. But yeah, it's not a fun job for a man in so, You know, <laughs> no, but I also know it shouldn't take you know four hours to change that tool. So you know what I mean? It, it, gives, it gives me a great per, uh, perspective. Uh, being a vendor gives me the perspective from that. Give, being on the ambassador, oh, it's like Rich Dad Poyag in his book when he talks about the cash flow quadrant. Yeah, you know, there's there's, there's there's those quadrants of people.
0: You know, the E, to the B, to the I, and the S. That he talks about. I think.
1: I think if you can relate that way and just put yourself in the perspective, that everybody thinks a little different. You know, an investor thinks this way, a big business thinks this way, a, a, a small self-employed independent business guy, you know, contractor, he thinks, they can be very strong-headed. So yeah. they think that they think in their own in their own way, and someone who's working nine to five has his mindset. Yeah. Um, so I always try to put myself in other people's mindsets and try to really relate and understand and I've been there so I know know what it's it's like to be the guy
0: working nine to five
1: you know I I was an on-call maintenance guy I held a pager you know for years you know and your holidays are gone um you know your life is always on the whim of something getting called out for
0: for, Uh, yeah
1: so um yeah uh, you can see that yeah I can have a good perspective for for what I love it I
0: love it well, I think your chapter sounds like it's going to be fantastic for everybody to read. Um, and the book launches in May and then we'll be there evergreen for everybody to keep enjoying, won't it? So, yes, I think so. I think
1: it's going to be a long time read, and uh, I'm pretty excited. I guess there's a conference in Nashville that they're talking about. So I have to maybe try to get out there to meet some people.
0: Uh, meet you Julie George, I think. Yeah, so Julie. yeah. yeah. i I think
1: mark's going. yeah i think jim said he's going so i think i gotta get there julie told me just do it so sherry i said i think i'm going and of
0: course course, you know julie go do it don't think so are you
1: coming are you coming to london andrew no i'm not not, okay you you guys are awesome i'd ask
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I think you guys are pretty awesome. I mean you guys have great accents. It's just you know I'm sure you think the same. You know, you probably you know, like I talked to you guys, like, oh this is brilliant. You know, I mean it, it really is.
1: And um for me it's amazing because I love learning and um you know the terminology everybody uses is a little different. Yeah. And, you know, you guys call them holiday homes. I think I think it's I think it's brilliant. Man. I think it's awesome. <laughs> you know, really because it um you know also makes us
0: who we are in the world, you know, it's a learning
1: other people so yeah I, i'd love to um you know i've, I've never really been
0: i never really thought of an international
1: travel, travel to the book now, it's been like, now i'm like i gotta get over here You're gonna be now go, yeah you know, hang out have a cup of tea or whatever they're doing over there just i gotta get yeah. in this this is cool you know i mean i could probably learn so much um about culture food you know all these great staples all these everybody.
0: more exciting things to do in the future yeah, okay. life, isn't it
1: yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. And and you, you guys, guys are, are so, so much, much older, older, you know, over there, so much <laughs> to see. Um, you know, and uh, even in Australia, I was like, wow, come on, I gotta get to Australia, that, that looks like a lot. So,
0: um, It'd be a great place to visit, wouldn't it? Yeah, it looks like
1: a great place to
0: visit, and uh, you know, they uh, really use the word mate quite
1: a bit, and uh, I think it just, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Me too. Bye. yeah Yeah. I've got lots of
0: relatives in Australia actually but I've never been so there you
1: go
0: awesome well look it's fantastic to speak with you and I think we could chat for hours but it's just wonderful to hear a little bit about what you do anyway and sharing all your thoughts on the book and how exciting it all is so it's brilliant that you're part of it I'm so excited to be part of it and um yeah we just look forward to everybody else enjoying it when it's published yes it's
1: yeah. gonna be uh, it's gonna be tremendous so I, yeah. thank you so much for having me on and uh i'm a talker anyway so i <laughs> can talk like you said i can go I do all day it. <laughs> so that's, that's fine, fine. It, uh yeah. it worked well, well for, for us so.
0: <laughs> wonderful
1: yeah. oh
0: well i hope you have a successful trip um to florida there, um you know in florida and i hope that all thank goes you. well um yeah, so
1: Sorry. One more week, one more week, and then um, back to New Hampshire to put all the docks in for the guests, and and uh, the ponds melted off from what I hear. So, um, yeah, it's going to be put the boat in, scramble, get everything ready for the season, which I'm so excited about. And um, anybody, anybody looking to get away this summer, uh, we'd love to host you at uh, Pond Life Vacation Rentals uh, here in New Hampshire.
0: Yeah. Yeah get themselves yeah get get your guests visiting new hampshire everybody who wants a break there that's where you got to go pond life so thank you everybody for listening the service accommodation secrets this was the podcast with andrew hansen a hospitable host and we look forward to seeing you next time all right
1: thank, thank you so much Sally. thank you Have sharing the secrets of success